This is exactly right. I didn't hear what you said. I said they're doing it out of obligation because one person did it. Also, <laughs> that's the first time that ever happened. It is the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> Thanks, Portland. What's up, Portland? <laughs> that is so Portland of you, Portland. I swear to God. Wow. Mm. Hi, Portland. We like you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually am a little bit sad because this is the last night of our run here and we'll it would be stay. I wish it could be like 14 more nights yeah. it really has been very very fun and exciting yeah. um, thank you very much for being here and thank you for um, getting tickets and waiting for tickets and dealing with scalpers and letting us know that you didn't get enough tickets and you're pissed about, about tickets, it. Yeah. and it's our fault that your lives were ending because of the tickets and you've been listening from the beginning and how you know and that so you should get first run of tickets like, yeah Yes. Yeah. You are you are we the agree. biggest fans and you deserve the most tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so we're thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you kindly mm-hmm. uh, for being there. <laughs> well, first we're admonishing the assholes. That's how we start every show, is just telling you guys what dicks well, you are. Well listen. <laughs> There's plenty of clappers, but the assholes need to be uh, 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 like given their props as well. Do they? I love that you. <laughs> Good start. Good start. <laughs> Let's yep. start over. Um, Steven, can we go again? Yeah. Here we go. I'll roll it back. He's roll here. it back. I still don't know where he is. In the light. I don't know. You don't see anything, anyway. I know. I, uh, I actually am Come legally blind. <laughs> oh, right here. Look at. Um, mm-hmm. Vince came backstage and said, uh, "Update from uh, the audience: Stephen has a line of people waiting to take a photo with him." <laughs> Stephen, that's the quickest way to get fired is to get more popular than the host. Yeah. <laughs> like, and really? Mommy Ray Morris is here too. Mommy Ray Morris. Yeah. Stephen invited his mother, who probably has never heard this podcast, mm-hmm. has no interest in murder, doesn't think what we're doing is right, it's probably. Kinda, you know, Stephen's not her favorite anyway. <laughs> it's true. Well, now Stephen's a successful one, even though his sister's a doctor, I think. Yeah. Sure. Now, who's successful? Well, you better tell her that podcasts are the wave of the future, yeah. so <laughs> doctoring is out. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Nobody needs a doctor anymore. Uh, <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I've been drinking this fucking insane crack caffeine. What is it? It's yerba mate. Have you guys? <laughs> have you guys heard of it? Oh, Portland, have you heard of yerba mate? And do you know gluten is bad for you? Oh, uh, 
I can see everything and everyone, and I can see our auras. So. Oh, shit, girl. I'm real good right now. But do you have any animal familiars on the stage right now? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, they're hal- animals you hallucinate that talk to you and tell you how to live. Oh, that's one well, of my cats then, or that. Oh. Because that's all my life is. I know, that's his name. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I have actually a very similar thing right now, which is that I, uh, Georgia likes to bring me, which is one of the best things um, about <laughs> touring with Georgia, is she brings me a coffee. It's just super yeah. exciting. So she, um, last night and tonight, has brought me a mocha from Stumptown. And... <laughs> And um, last night when she gave it to me, I was like, awesome, thanks. Drank the whole thing super fast. <laughs> and when I went to walk out for the first show, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, I was fucking blazing. And then you're night. like, is this from Stumptown? I was, or are you dosing me? <laughs> Just to change it up on tour a little bit. A little bit of that Adderall, then we're good. Oh, we forgot to mention that this is all accidental, our necklines. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys were wondering. We w- <laughs> They're definitely sitting out there going two scallop necklines oh, yeah why yeah who like, would do that uh, on a live tour I mean I thought they I guess like I had it in my mind that they weren't matching but I guess they're super matchy matchy uh, yeah it's on purpose but we're going with it we didn't I Karen was like cut yours off and I'm like I'm not cutting it off yeah I demanded that she cut up her dress I was like I'm the primary you have to adjust yours but and then we but I did make her part her hair the other way so we didn't look exactly the same yeah. Although I am going to cut it short. And then we're just going to come out holding hands like the Shining Twins. Be like, get ready for the wall of blood. <laughs> verbal. The verbal wall of blood. That's Karen, and I'm Georgia. Oh, that's right. And this is my favorite murder. This is murder. my favorite murder. Thank you. We... We want to tell you guys the story from last night because it's pretty oh, hilarious. Shit. Oh shit! Oh my you, god! But we're telling it to you uh, as adults, promising that you won't get any ideas from it. Yeah, I was like, do we tell them or are they just going to be like, oh, I'm like, we got to tell them. We got to tell them. Like, yeah, yeah. So last night. <laughs> During the hometown murder portion of the show at the end, we had this girl come up and told the fucking most amazing yeah. story. It was like everything I've ever wanted in a story of finding dead bodies and the dead body is a bad guy and it was yeah. this and it was that. It was her cousin. It was like second, like one Kevin Bacon away from that kind of <laughs> death, a dead body in a creek. It's uh, what more do you and want? And they didn't know and they were like, what is that, a jacket? It's not a jacket. It is a jacket, but it's, there's an entire, you know. There's an arm in the jacket. So think about that before you you offer to be the hometown tonight. Is like, <clears> just gotta, a, you got to beat that. Very high, very high stakes. So as she's telling the story, I was asking questions like, well, did he tell you what it felt like to pick up a dead arm and stuff? I was, you know, going, I was going very excited. Barbara Walters deep with it, <laughs> trying to make her cry. And as we were talking, she was like, I don't know. And I was standing here. And it was kind of like this. So we were talking to her and she was like, I don't really know, whatever. And then I look. And I see a, both of their faces and Karen's especially. And it's horrified behind my shoulder. And what's and that's happening? My big nightmare. What's happening is this. And I turn. There's a girl in an army jacket, no, ju- <laughs> no judgments, and she's sneaking cartoon style down the aisle. But she fucking army rolled onto the, she onto the stage. And then like, and army rolled. And standing here, so I, oh of course, God. have to kick into fucking 
fucking third grade teacher mode and I was like, that is not cool, that is not cool. And I just stood here, kind of went like this, and that was really cool of you. Thank you, yeah, and yeah. turns out it was this girl's sister. She just had <laughs> the exact information I was asking for, she came to provide. But the sister took a beat. That's all she wanted to do was be like, I know what the arm felt like. (laughs) She said she did such a sister move. This girl took a beat while Karen was yelling at her and then she goes, oh, that's my sister. Like she took a minute to say it. it. We were both like, what the fuck? Well, I was like immediately picturing like a fucking Bowie knife. She's just going to roll up and then be like, I'm mad about stuff. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get tickets the first time around or whatever. And I got overserved at the bar. Then she came up and did such a fucking sister thing. I couldn't believe it. She goes, you're forgetting this important part, which is such a sister thing to say. It was super perfect. What I realized though is because I was of course super embarrassed that I, had to like that I got super bossy with her but I re- in my mind great. looking back on it nobody sneaks like this <laughs> unless they're like on fucking meth or something right it's like I'm just gonna come up here for a second and interrupt the show no I'll no, fucking kill you those are not good intentions and now we know that Vince is fucking useless in an emergency <laughs> specifically told him you need to fucking protect me he He was was backstage smoking yeah he doesn't smoke (laughs) he doesn't smoke also Steven never moved from his spot (laughs) I had to record the show (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't take your finger off the play button yeah audio above all yeah so uh, that was that was kind of an that was an exciting portion of the night. It was a, it was a real roller coaster actually. Oh god, that was scary. Worst Ooh, nightmare. Um, it was fine. What else have we done? Oh, also, do you want to just take a quick shoe walk because they're so good. Just tell the people, okay. work it, own it. That's why you're wearing them. I can walk in them. This is like the the two times a year I wear heels yeah. and it's an hour long. I wore these at my um, wedding last year, last mm-hmm. time I wore them. Uh, you fucking changed, you've just like given up. I can't do, I can't <laughs> no, do it I anymore. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I can't do it anymore. She had heels on last night and tonight is clog night. I wore heels and even those ones were like the kind you can play basketball in or whatever. <laughs> they weren't like any cr- kind like of crazy pump. heels. Feels, yeah. like a Feels like a sneaker. But when I went to put them on tonight, I was was like, but fuck that shit. And then and I grabbed the old Yeah. Do your own surround. Carrot. Carrot. Thank you. Oh, follow spot. Here we go. That's the magic of theater. We're trying to get her to come out of her shell, but you know. Uh, this is where I come alive. <laughs> I do. I, you can't tell right now, but I did say fuck it to my Spanx. Just, oh, really? No, I just won't. Now do it. Now do a Spanx. <laughs> no, you can kind of. Well, better. Yes. Fuck Look it. at that woman. She's free. Fuck it. Fuck She's it. She's free. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Uh, 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 uh. <clears throat> Wait, I think we have a couple more anecdotes for you. I know, right? I can't remember any. <laughs> well, here's mine. When I was leaving my hotel tonight, the most lovely man that worked at the front desk named Tyler. This is what it was like. You walk by and I'm going to be Tyler. Okay. <clears throat> and you're walking. You leave. This is how Karen walks whenever she goes. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's not true. Okay, you have to make <laughs> eye contact with me. Okay. Oh, but I... <laughs> 
And I was like, Aww. hello, murderino. Yeah. I know you. You can tell immediately that like what it's going to, it's not like, excuse me, ma'am. No. Do you need more towels? It's, it's uh, you've been whispering in my ear for the past six months. I need to talk to you right now. You have to touch me. We, we stood there. I've never seen this person before, met them before. We stood across the hotel front desk holding arms. <laughs> Like, like I was going to pull him up onto the lifeboat style, full on arm clasp. Like, yes, Tyler. Yes, I'm here with you. This is really happening. The best is when you then get a, my so-and-so got murdered. And you're then like, great, this has turned into the best fucking interaction I've ever had. Yes, exactly. Tell me everything. Now we're having a level 17 conversation that like normally people that are only friends for five years have. Or shit faced. Yes. Or... Um, Vince and I were walking yesterday down, we were walking down the street, uh-huh. and uh, so this couple walks by us, and then I hear her go, I hear, I see her look at her, her boyfriend in a way that was like, okay, and then she goes, as she passes, she says, that's my favorite murder, like she doesn't know which one I am, <laughs> and I turn around and wave at her, because she was really sweet, but she just didn't know which one I was. <laughs> When she told me that, I was like, what if her favorite murder was happening behind yeah. you? She's like, oh my God, I love it when an old lady kills a homeless yeah, person. and I'm like, thank you. It's my favorite oh, one. Thank you for listening. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Get away from me. That happened to me recently at a store. She's Don't like, tell that one, it's good. She goes, I go to buy a thing, you know, and, and then she goes, oh, I know you from somewhere. And I said, uh... Oh, do you watch the cooking channel? Because I was like, well, she doesn't know my face unless she fucking... Right, right, right. And she was like, oh, no, you look like someone who was in earlier. <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> and I, she was fucking with you. And then I totally made fun of myself. <laughs> um, wait. Oh, I thought you were my good friend. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, that no, sucks. It's not you. Uh, I, you guys missed out last night, and I'm sorry I brought a tissue on stage for my allergies because I fucking <laughs> wiped my nose on this exact yeah. tablecloth yesterday. It's like that. We're that comfortable here you know with what? you, Portland. Georgia, Georgia was. So we're just sitting there, and she's like, "Oh fuck it!" <laughs> Blows her nose on the tablecloth. <laughs> Thanks, Revolution Hall. We're so proud to be here with you. (laughs) Have us back. I just like can feel it in my heart like a sixth sense how mortified my mom is and it gives me life. (laughs) Like my mom can't handle me not standing up straight. She would be so mortified and I fucking love it. That's like I live to embarrass my mom. (laughs) If you blew your nose on a tablecloth, you mean? If she knew that I did that, not even like at a restaurant real quick, but like in front of a bunch of people, oh, she would die. It's great. For real. Good. If my mom saw this tights boot clog combination, she'd just be like, I don't know what you're doing or why you're still rebelling, but you need to figure it out. I mean, you have lipstick on, though, so I have lipstick on, so I don't look like a corpse, which is what she normally would accuse me of. Oh, honey, put some lipstick on. You look like a corpse. Mm, and then I'd scream at her, I'm never having babies! And then she would just turn into dust and die. <laughs> That's really, that it really is like the fucking, the gauntlet oh, to throw yeah. down in any fight with your mom. Ooh. I will not reproduce. Oh, I Are said you? it and it felt so, I said it to her on the phone. <laughs> she called my sister, tell Georgia she, she, how wonderful what a gift it is. And I'm like, you weren't even around. What are you fucking telling you? Cut to you sitting on the toilet with an EPT test. Fuck. Oh, shit. God I damn it, never, she wins again. I never tell my mom that I'm pregnant and have a baby and she... <laughs> never tell her. You just pretend that you've gained very specific weight. 
and then lost it specifically. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, it turns we gotta stop. I need to stop thinking that when I'm away from home at any time on tour, I can eat whatever the fuck I want because oh. we're touring a lot, and I need to stop fucking doing that. Oh, like dude. I basically had foie gras for breakfast today. Oh, yeah, that's fancy, fancy. I know. Yeah, spend that tour money, baby. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> no, it's that's not why gonna... we're holding off all the tickets so that <laughs> Georgia can eat foie gras yeah. for breakfast. <laughs> Sorry. No, that does sound a little shitty, doesn't it? Tweet us about I it. I know some people can't afford foie gras. Ooh, I'm sorry, I'm getting, you know, bougie. I don't eat it at home. So I'm at home. Also, eating. it seems like what's going on with Portland where now you guys are just all about donuts all the time. Yeah. Are you just like it's no it's no <laughs> Two nights in a row, we had donuts back. Oh, the first, last night, man. We had donuts that looked like us. Yeah. Voodoo, do- voodoo donuts of all places. It wasn't even like Bob's Donuts down the street, like made donuts. It's like voodoo donuts. They know who we are. That, that blew my mind. Well, they could have Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like the one girl who works there who's just like just started and she's like, hey, let's podcast them. And they're like, whatever. Who Wait, fucking whatever. cares? Whatever. It's your dude. shift. <laughs> yeah. If you can lean, you can clean or make donuts of your favorite podcasters. We don't give a shit. Man, Patricia just makes the fucking most obscure shit. I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. She's getting fired. Did you see Patricia's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Donut? It was insane. <laughs> My God. It's just a red square. <laughs> it's just Paula Poundstone's face. <laughs> just a big, long tie and a huge blazer. Stephen had one too. It was fucking great. Uh, what did you just say to Stephen? Stephen had one too, and it was fucking great. I realized oh, I didn't. Yeah, they made any one of, of Stephen, which is so fucking. It's it was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Clap I, for Stephen's donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I ate my own head. Mm-hmm. It was jelly filled, which is pretty right on. It's pretty yeah <laughs> accurate. Pretty uh, accurate. Should we sit down? Yeah, let's okay. sit down. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no clap for it oh for my sure. God. I'm gonna. There she Your goes. Fucking allergies, man. <clears throat> In... <laughs> Don't. In Portland, you guys have all the allergies. I can't open this. Uh, okay. So. What we do on this podcast is we... <laughs> Have you guys... I don't know if you guys listen, but what we, we do... Um, we, you know, we look up murders, and then we read them to you. Um, Most of them got tickets, like the guy scalping, like, buy one, get one free. There's a show... Hey, there's a great show tonight. You guys want to come in? I'm like, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else to do. So we should explain it. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Um, it's my, I'm first, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Mom. Um, well, I'm going to do, uh, <laughs> this guy I didn't, I didn't really know that much about him, and then it turned out he was kind of like a, there, he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, um, he's like a secret star. Oh. Um, he's a man named Bobby Jack Fowler, mm. and um, let's just start it here, I'm going to tell it like a story on the rainy night. <laughs> It scares the shit out of us when you guys do that. <laughs> I didn't even start, Stephen. I, if there's ever been a cue jump in the world, it was that. They don't even have any idea what this guy's deal is. Well, they already no, know. Too late. Keep it up. Look at him. Now she can't say he was a real nice, normal guy because clearly he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> there's just no. It's like, oh, did he do it? I'm not sure. Well, he is wearing. He is wearing overalls with no shirt, so I think, I think he might be guilty. Oh no! Yeah, he got caught mid something illegal. Yeah. I mean, either that or it's just like a denim tank top. Either way, <laughs> either way, he should go to jail. Oh, honey. Um, you know what that, I, and I'm sure you guys are very familiar with this, but um, I was up here, pro, you know, it was probably a decade ago at this point, and uh, I saw a newspaper, um, Faces of Meth. Oh, my favorite. Oh, my God. <laughs> Obsessed. I oh, God, I wish. Stephen, can you find that right now? <laughs> 
Can you put that up right now? It was the best thing in the world. It was the Oregonian did this thing of like people's mugshots oh. across the years. Uh, so it starts out and it's like, you're 16, you get arrested for whatever shoplifting, mm-hmm. nail polish, and then five mugshots in, you look like you're 64. And like number two or three, you're like, oh, honey, quit right now and you're still kind of cute. You I'm can like, moisturize. Okay, you, yeah. could, you could come back. You could come back and like stay out of the sun because you know you're sleeping. Facials. And like, just like you're fine. And then at four, nope. you're like, fuck, oh, man. And then it's like, this 30-year-old <laughs> just like... The sweet spot for math is three arrests in, it seems like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're like, skinny. Oh, I'm being a dick. Okay. <laughs> you're like, you're in, but you could still come out? Yeah. Well, she's talking from experience. I did math. She's like, not punching down. I'm, number, I'm like second one in. She's, she's <laughs> punching straight across. Um, <laughs> Anyways. Bobby Jack liked meth. Let me, let's just say that, among other things. This is, yeah. All right. <clears throat> On the rainy night of January 27th, 1995, Newport residents Jennifer Essen, who was 15, and Carlise, who was 16, are last seen leaving Essen's boyfriend's house in the north end of town. They're headed toward Jennifer's house, where she lived with her brother and her sister-in-law, Rocky and Barbara Tucker. Mm. They never arrive. Mm. Two and a half weeks later, loggers spot their bodies in heavy brush above Mulock Beach, about a mile from where they were last seen. Both had been strangled. Ooh. Five months later, on June 8th, 1995, a nude... What? It's my birthday. Is it okay? Is it okay? You, you like, can't help but say that. No, you have to say it when it's your birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but that's my birthday. birthday. (laughs) Anyways, tell me about a nude body. I was 15. Do you remember what your birthday party was like on ni- in 1995? 15. 15. Mm, no. No. I think, that was, I think that was the last face of meth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Makes sense. So it wasn't great. <laughs> All right. Five months later on George's birthday, 1995, <laughs> a nude... Bleeding 35-year-old woman with a rope tied around her ankle jumps out of a second-story window at the Tides Inn Motel and runs into the night screaming for help. Fuck, yeah, she That's did. the beginning of my film right there. <laughs> she, uh, police are called, and she tells them that she had met a man at the Anchor Bar. They had shared a couple drinks. They'd played the poker machine. Mm. You know how you do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then they decide that they're going to go on a trip to a nearby casino, but he says he wants to take a shower first and gets her to agree to come back to his motel room. No, don't be that close to a naked stranger. Uh, you know? You mean right outside the bathroom door? Mm-hmm. Not Still not good? No. But what if I tell you he showers in his overalls? <laughs> Does that change it? Yeah, he's not naked. Okay. <clears throat> Once they're in the motel room alone, the man tells her he believes women like to be raped. When she argued, yes, we know that's not right. When she argued, the man attacked her, punching her repeatedly, ripping her clothes off, tied a rope around her ankle, saying he was going to put her in the ocean. Oh, shit. The victim, believing she was about to die, bit him and leapt out the window. Go, girl. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. That man uh, who was arrested on the scene was Bobby Jack Fowler. And this is where you would show it, Stephen. Stephen. And then everyone goes, yes, I see it. Here's what I love. I sent him this stuff, I don't know, 
seven minutes before I left to come to this theater. Yeah. We never talk about anything. No. We never plan anything. And he knows that about us. We're fucking... Ju- I... It's yeah. So it's basically our fault, but we'll never admit it. It's always Steven's fault. All right. <laughs> Fowler was a transient construction worker who traveled extensively across North America. He spent time rabbiting around from British Columbia. And That's I don't copy know. and paste it's right there. Very strange. <laughs> it makes it seem fun, and what he was yeah. doing is not fun. No. From British Columbia, Florida, Iowa, Louisiana, Texas, Oregon, South Carolina, Arizona, Tennessee, and Washington State. During his travels, he developed an extensive criminal record that included attempted murder, sexual assault, and firearms offenses. Uh, Just developing a record, but seemingly able to leave after he develops that record for some reason. Um, He liked alcohol, amphetamines, methamphetamines. Uh, He liked to travel far and wide and beat up cars and pick up hitchhikers. That could sound like he beat up, he like beat up cars. He doesn't mind, yeah. Once you do enough meth, you can beat up a car. (laughs) And that is the pro side to meth that no one ever talks about. That's one of the few bonuses. Yes, you look very old, but you can beat up a car. (laughs) He spent lots of time in bars and motels. Uh, He believed that... uh, He believed that women he came into contact with who were hitchhiking and hanging out in bars wanted to be sexually assaulted. Listen, I hang out in fucking bars and I don't want that. Yeah. I feel like if we took a a quick poll, (laughs) he would be proven wrong. Um, So, here's, uh, we'll talk about a couple of his arrests. In 1969, Bobby Jack was charged, Bobby Jack, Bobby Jack was charged with murdering a man and a woman in Texas, but he was only convicted of just discharging a firearm within city limits. At, towards up inside of a person. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? It wasn't a problem in oh. some, for some reason. Um, he also spent time in a Tennessee prison for sexual assault and attempted murder because, in the words of the investigator, he tied a woman up, beat the hell out of her with, his, with her own belt, covered her up with brush, and left her to die. So... In, during his 1995 trial for the sexual assault at the Tides Motel, he fought the kidnapping charge. So he had a real problem with the fact that he was being... He, sexual assault, he was like, yeah, whatever. But kidnapping, he was very offended by because he claimed that that woman was in the motel room on her own accord and that she threw herself out the window voluntarily. Oh. So it shouldn't be his problem. And so because of that, he filed a $3 million lawsuit <laughs> claiming violation of his civil liberties. He lost. He lost. Oh, good, 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 good. So, on January 8th, 1996, Fowler is convicted of kidnapping in the first degree, attempted rape in the first degree, sexual abuse in the first degree, coercion, assault in the fourth degree, and menacing. He was sentenced to 16 years, three months, with the possibility of parole, but he died of lung cancer in prison in 2006. But, there's a but. Here's where it starts getting good. Oh. Or bad. Worse. <laughs> uh, upsetting. I don't know. It's, it's murdery. It's, you know. Uh, so the police, because of this arrest, have Bobby Jack Fowler's DNA. Right. And they put it into the system. They put it into the motherboard. <laughs> into the mainframe. So in May of 2012, Interpol informs the Canadian police that has received a positive hit from a DNA sample on a 16-year-old murder, a 16-year-old murder victim named Colleen McMillan. Um, she had been murdered 
1974, and back then the Canadian Mounties had taken a piece of her blouse that they believed to have semen on it, and they put it away and saved it. And um, so that when DNA testing came into uh, possibility, um, they had that te they had that DNA makeup waiting to be tested and in the system. So when fucking Bobby Jack Fowler's DNA comes through the system, Interpol finds that they are a match. So Motherboard lights up. That's right. The mainframe goes berserk. Yeah. Um, Colleen McMillan in 1974 had gone out to meet friends. The last thing she said to her little brother before she left the house was, don't tell mom I'm hitchhiking. Mm. Her body was found a month later off a logging road 30 miles from her home. She'd been strangled to death. That brother did not leave a good life after that, I bet. Uh, no, I think that was probably pretty dark. Uh, so the DNA belonged to American Roofer. <laughs> That's how he's described in this article. <laughs> Cut and paste. American Roofer Bobby <laughs> Fowler. That's the new uh, History Channel series. American Roofers. <laughs> Where a fucking lunatic on meth walk goes around strangling everybody. That's very weird. Like um, you can describe him any way. Yeah. And they picked Roofer. American Roofer. <laughs> that was terrible. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> For real. <clears throat> uh, that hit was the oldest hit on a DNA sam sample in Interpol history. Wow. So essentially, from the murder of Colleen McMillan in Canada in 1974 to the attempted rape, kidnapping, and sexual assault in Newport in 1995, there is a 21-year gap where Bobby Jack Fowler was driving around North America fucking shit up. Wow. Um, so because uh, they see that and they start connecting, so he basically is a, uh, he is a big suspect in a lot of the Trail of, um, Highway of Tears murders. Oh. Um, so he's been, he's been, the Colleen's murder is considered uh, one of the Highway of Tears murders. Oh. One of the earliest ones. Wow. But most of those murders are First Nation women, which is why no one ever hears about them, because it's uh, Native American, or Na sorry, Native Canadian, which they call First Nation women up there, and they get no press, nobody talks about them, and that's why they had to start... Um, they started a task force in 2006 in Canada because so many women, especially First Nation, were disappearing along Highway 16, um, which cuts across British Columbia. It's an east-west highway used by truckers and loggers, and so many women have disappeared off of this highway that they actually had to start a task force for it. Jesus. And Bobby Jack Fowler is now connected to at least three of the murdered women that have been found wow. on, the, on the Highway of Tears. Um, but also, they're looking at him in connection with the May 3rd, 1992 killings of Melissa Sanders and Sheila Swanson, 17 and 19 respectively, both of Sweet Home. They had been camping with their family at Beverly Beach, and they were last seen at 11 o'clock outside of a grocery store in Beverly Beach, and they were looking for a ride home. Mm. Their bodies were found two and a half months later, 50 feet from a logging road. Um, so... Uh, so basically, um, the police believe Bobby Jack Fowler may have killed minimum 20 people bet what? between the U.S. and Canada, but they think it's more likely above 40. So he's yeah. a fucking... 
He's a regular old serial killer. He's the he's a legit straight up serial killer. Wow. Yeah, I've never even heard heard of him. I've never heard of him. And he um there was there's there's a bunch more. If you look him up, I would definitely because it's there's all these they're trying to they're trying to connect him to these murders. There's so many murders on the Highway of Tears. And he they thought they had him for like nine, but then when they, some of them, it's only circumstantial evidence. Mm. So they can actually only prove three, mm. which is a fucking lot. Yeah. Um, but between there and then all the shit that he did in America, he is like Ted Bundy level serial killer wow. that no one's ever heard of. Mm. And, you know, did a lot of stuff right here in Portland. So congratulations, everybody. <laughs> well done. Bobby Jack Good Fowler. Job. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in-network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Sit back, relax. This one's got a little something for everyone. You're going to like this one. Think so? I hope so. I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> um, so this one was suggested to me by our friend Kat Solon, who's here, who a lot of you guys have her shirt design on. Yes. So a lot of the, the, stay, the stay out of the forest one and the regular You're one. You're in a cult. Call your dad. That's all Kat's That's design. Kat. She's very talented. And so she suggested, I was like, what do I do? And she's like, read this book called A Strange Piece of Paradise. It's by a woman named Terry Jens. And it is about the Klein Falls State Park hatchet attack what the fuck this is that's what it looks like what's that guy's pelvis have to do with it i'll tell you all about it actually what's pelvis have to do yeah are we gonna do that the whole time that okay that's 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 what the podcast is called now are we gonna do that the whole time (laughs) just wow should we ever do that again are they gonna do that the whole time (laughs) that's what it's called okay Klein Falls State Park is on the banks of the Deschutes River in central Oregon. And it's basically, you guys go there for summer there? The park provides fishing (laughs) access to the river. 
1976, the Trans-America Bicycle Trail was the first bicycle touring route to cross the U.S., traveling between Astoria, Oregon, and Yorktown, Virginia, uh, mostly rural, two-lane highways. It was an 80-day, it was called the Bike Centennial Trail, because it was mm. a bicentennial, and it was like, ride this trail. Um, it was a fun play on words. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, it took you along mostly rural, two-lane highways. It was an 80-day, 4,200-mile trip. So in 1977, two Yale undergraduates, Terry Jens and Shana Weiss, are spending the summer before their junior year riding the Bike Centennial Trail. They were seven days in, and they stopped to camp at Klein Falls State Park, which you're not actually allowed to, park, to, to camp there, but they didn't know that. It's near Redmond, Oregon. Um, both, when they get there, they mention having a creepy feeling like they're being watched, but they both ignored that feeling. Um, because it's like, what are you going to be like? Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nah. Uh, if you're just like, I have a feeling and it could be like a deer. Right. I just don't know. It's just like a really busybody deer. Yeah. That's just up in your fucking business. Yeah. When did you guys check in? You're not allowed to camp yeah. here. <laughs> this is my area. Yeah. You don't want to see what I do at night. That's why you can't <laughs> camp here. It gets real weird. She's somehow that deer has curtains. What? <laughs> you. Uh, Busybody deer. Busybody deer. Well, <clears throat> they settle in for bed around 10:30, and then around 11:30 p.m., they're awakened when a truck drives into and over their tent. What? Uh. They think that at first it must be like an accident, a bunch of drunk teenagers, but Terry um, expects to hear them freaking out, but instead hears what sounds like a single person get out of the truck. Mm. Then she hears Shana scream, leave us alone, and hears the first blow of the hatchet. Then she hears six quick more blows, and she says, at that point, I knew we were being murdered by a single psycho. And then he turns his attention to Terry. She says, he's above me. I'm thrashing from side to side. And I catch a glimpse of a piece of wood. I feel a hunk of cold metal and start to lose consciousness. At that point, she said she knew she was going to die. But a voice in her head said, I'm too young to die. So she opens her eyes. And standing over her was a meticulously dressed cowboy, straddling me on each side. I could see the boots, the pant legs, the shirt meticulously tucked into his pants. Um, but his, what? Sorry. <laughs> like a type A cowboy? That, what you said, yeah. Fuck, I hate the idea of that so much. Steven, put that up again. That's where that comes in. Ugh, I hate his pelvis. Yeah. Steven. I feel like he would have gotten those jeans tailored for sure. Yeah. Well, she said that they were like perfectly, you know, around his boots in the exact way. They're just like not a, she said not a bulge of his cowboy shirt was out of place. Everything was in place. Even though he had just fucking driven over people and hacked them with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. All right. um, but she said he couldn't, she couldn't see his face. His head disappeared in the darkness. Mm. Um, but she said she could see the axe or hatchet poised above her, and he brings it down slowly, like as if to, you know, um, what's it called? Line like to it measure up. It? Yeah, yeah, aim. And she grabs the hatchet right here, like she's praying, and says to him, please go away. Take whatever you want, but go away and leave us alone. And he fucking leaves. Sorry. <laughs> You got, you got questions. <laughs> Go for it. 
Do you think he was so fucking like tightly wound? He's like, well, she did ask politely. <laughs> I want to murder her so badly, mm-hmm. but she has such good manners. Yeah. Maybe. I know. I also, there's something about, like, a cowboy. They're supposed to be this certain way. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be like, hey, little. Yes, ma'am. Come on, let me serve you some beans. Like, it's all supposed to be. (laughs) You know what I mean? Jump on my horse with me. They're not supposed to fucking. They don't even think they use hatchets. No, I don't know. I don't think they do. Do they? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Why would they need to? That's for the logger. Yeah. Or the house. Houseman. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. She feels around the tent for her contacts, puts them in with bloody fingers. What? Finds- How? How? Impossible. I stand there for fucking 20 minutes in my bathroom. <laughs> I don't mean to question the victim, but I, guess so. I want more information about those contact lenses. <laughs> and then she finds her flashlight. Listen, I don't fucking wear contacts. You're, you tell me. Okay. They're fucking impossible okay. to put in and take out. One time I thought one was stuck to my eye forever, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> the idea that you would even try to do contacts in a tent. Who are they? What? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is really triggering for uh, Yes, you. I'm very upset. The, from the cowboy thing, then you went straight into con- bloody contacts? Carrie, Carrie, Karen doesn't want to fucking... I'm, right now, I'm that deer. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on over there? You're disgusting. Wear glasses for the weekend. Your gritty hands and your eyes. Bloody. 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 Gritty hands. Fucking, okay. okay. I'm a little bit keyed up in this coffee right now. <laughs> oh, we are both so excited. Uh, my God, I'm never getting one of these. Show mode, again. no, get back to me. <laughs> my lifeblood. Uh, your life contact, your lifeblood contact. No, Don't go back I'm going to go, okay. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Steven, cut that. <laughs> okay. She gets her flashlight. She gets out of the crush tent. She sees headlights down the park road, and she's like, is that the fucking maniac killer, or is that just someone driving through? So she runs over to it, and I'm like, fuck it, I gotta figure it out. It's two teenagers driving through the park. Worst case scenario. What if they were the killers? (laughs) It was a couple. They had just gotten in a fight, because teenagers just, you know, get in fights. Seriously, she said that. (laughs) I'm serious. So they're all, like, arms crossed. Like, why are you so bloody? And then it's like... Imagine being like a 16-year-old girl and you're mad at your boyfriend because he talked to this girl that night. Like she just asked for a cigarette and he gave her one. She's like, here I'm learning. And then suddenly, fucking bloody person. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Can you help me? Ow, my hair. Shit. Those teenagers either got married or broke up right then. <laughs> They were like, well, I guess it's not that important that she asked you for a cigarette anymore yep. in the scheme of things. Now that I realize I have some perspective as a 16-year-old, <laughs> now that I know hatchet murders are happening 50 feet away yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So the two teenagers are driving through the park. They find her covered in blood. She flags them down. And then they were like, get in. And she's like, no, my friend, come follow me. And my friend is here. And uh, so the teens follow her. Ooh. And they find the friend um, by the river. And her she's lost consciousness. Her head is all fucking hit up. And then they bring her to the car. And the teens take them both to the hospital in critical condition. Guess what? What? They both survive. Thank God. I'm, right? 
Jesus. I wasn't going to tell you that before I told you about all the hatchet shit, just because then you would be able to breathe a sigh of relief, and I didn't want you to do that. That's good. That's good storytelling. Right? Yes. It's tension. You use that tension. Yep. Uh, Also, it would have been such a bummer if she had died because we were riffing like crazy right before. No one wanted to really laugh, but now you can laugh. Yeah, now we can do whatever the the fuck we want. But you didn't know they weren't going to die. We just did it. Because that's what we're like. That's what we do. That's what we're like. Um, Okay. There. Shayna is suffering from serious head injuries, and that's the friend. And Terry has a broken right leg, two broken arms, one of which is severely hacked by the axe. And there's a tire print left temporarily on her body. Can you fucking deal? Sorry. Is that the girl that. Talk to the teenagers? Yeah. Two broken arms and a broken leg? She tried to, she fucking still ran over to the... Yeah, because she was on like, she was in crazy adrenaline mode. Yeah, Yeah. enough to put her fucking contacts in. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, uh, when adrenaline hits, the first thing you want to do is touch (laughs) your fucking iris a bunch. Do you think she got her saline solution? No, I'm just being an asshole. Uh, uh, Um, She's got that, she swirls them around a little bit. Is that what you do? Investigators have no description of the car, no eyewitnesses, no sign of the weapon, no fingerprints. So aside from sketches made of the truck's tire tracks, the investigation quickly goes cold. So uh, in the years following, both women recover. Shayna has permanently impaired vision, loss of memory of the tech, and doesn't want to fucking talk about it. And they stop talking to each other. Uh. But... I know. But Terry goes back to Yale, finishes. She's just like a badass. 15 years later, um, she goes back to fucking find the person who did it and writes this goddamn book about it. Oh, that's her book? Yeah. Holy shit. You can show the other one, too. I gotta read that book. Is that her? Yeah. Wow. I have to say, don't listen to the audiobook. (laughs) Read it. It's the audiobooks. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, don't read, read you it, recommend read it. the book book read, read it right before bed it's <laughs> it'll give you nightmares um yeah read it it's just because the woman who reads it is southern and it just like it doesn't make sense in you know what i mean yes because you're just like listening to a southern accent but the woman isn't southern the you know that's i realize i just bought the errol morris book mm-hmm. that's about the one that's not the one that you did the story about <laughs> Um, oh, Dr. Right. Jeffrey McDonald. Right. Is that, you did Sam Shepard or Jeffrey McDonald? Sam Shepard. Okay, so I, re- I bought the right. audiobook about Jeffrey McDonald, and the guy that's reading it sounds like an alien that's trying to blend in with human beings. <laughs> and it is so distracting. It is I really, can't. it's an art form, I've realized for fucking years and years. But I have to say, Audible lets you return books if you don't like it. So oh. I've just been like, return, I fucking hate his voice. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. Shit, that's good yeah, to know. Totally. This, I, there's no ad. This is not an ad. Steven, <laughs> cut, Steven that. cut that cut ad. That unless they're going to pay us. <laughs> <clears throat> Out of your own pocket, Steven. <laughs> so she goes fucking back. But after three years, the statute of limitations has expired. On attempted murder? On fucking attempted murder. On, on three being a, years, Oregon. On, on being a super neat cowboy. <laughs> on running over people in their tent that are sleeping and hatcheting them. Fuck. Three years, you're free. 
Yeah. So uh, it's unsolved. In 90, so in 92, she realized she's suffering from PTSD and she goes back to investigate. She goes to Redmond with a video camera or a notepad and just starts fucking knocking on doors. And she says, remember me, I'm this girl. And everyone is like, oh, fuck. Like, it, everyone had, it really had hit them because it was a really nice town and they were so embarrassed that that had happened in their town. <laughs> they were just like, shit, man, this, like, we're sorry. Well, that, that these... became their hometown murder, essentially. Totally. They were like, did you hear about that fucking? Yeah. Crazy shit that happened. Yeah. Um, so she starts to comb police files and interview anyone who would talk to her. Uh, nearly all the official records of the attack, interviews, physical evidence, crime scene photos had been purged. But she's able to find a 30 page report, and even that took a lot of effort. The first suspect she zeroes in on is a convicted child molester named Richard Wayne Godwin. He was known to have killed a five year old girl and kept her skull as a candle holder. <laughs> He's in prison for that murder, and all the clues about the attack seem to point in his direction. And of course, I'm like, it's him! Immediately, like anyone who comes up, it's him! Yeah. Um, a female relative of his was camping at Klein Falls State Park that night, um, and it's possible he was pissed at her and, and did this attack. But various details he convinces her that it wasn't him. But he is up for parole. So she fucking hell knows that and goes in and proceeds to intervene on his parole hearing to oppose an early release. Shit. Yeah, which worked. That's nice. Yeah. She just, all she did is walk in and go, just quick note, uh, <laughs> candle holder yeah. skull. You guys okay, under- bye. See you guys later. Child. That's all I, the fuck do you need me to do? Yeah. Okay, so with the help of the teenage girl who was in the rescue car that night, the night she was attacked, as well as other locals who had, everyone was like, we know who did it. Terry finds out about a local man who was a teenager at the time of her attack. What? Less than 24 hours after the attack, Dirk Duran beat his teenage girlfriend so badly that she was put in the hospital. Her parents tried to file charges against him, um, but they were told that since they were both minors, to just forget it. Yeah, that's the best way to deal with anything, yeah. really. That's, yeah. abs- that's absolutely The it. judge told them that. Yeah. Well, she, he would know best. Right. <laughs> Teenagers, they're always beating the shit out they of each other. They always beat the shit out of, out of each their other. their girlfriend and try to drown them in front of an entire bunch of people. <laughs> she, the girl tells Terry that the night of the attack, she and Dirk had gotten in a huge fight that had been broken up by her dad around 11 p.m. That Dirk had left in a rage and after the attack, the time of the attack, showed up at her house high on drugs. Mm-hmm. She remembered that a tool, and the next day he beat the shit out of her. She remembers that a toolbox in Dirk's pickup truck where he always, he always stored a hatchet and that toolbox was missing. And then she realized something else was different about his truck that night or that in that time. She said, I noticed he had changed the tires on the front of his pickup. She visited the scene of the alleged attack and said she recognized the tire tracks from Dirk's car. Without a shadow of a doubt, she said, I knew it was him. Shit. He could turn from this really nice, yes ma'am, thank you ma'am, to Satan in his eyes. I mean, it was just like two different people night and day. Um, and then Terry found out from locals that he had an axe that had, or like a hatchet or an axe that had his initials carved in it that went missing after the attack. And um, he told people that he hurt someone with it and had to get rid of it. The cops question him about it. Who, sorry, who did he tell? Uh, he was like anyone who would listen. Every person she fucking interviewed. This book is tits. Like anyone who fucking, <laughs> like it's legit. Anyone who will listen, she fucking, he fucking is like... He just moseys up to the bar. Hey, yeah. y'all. Because he knew he was a suspect and everyone believed it, so he would just bring it up with people. Because everyone, his nickname become, became uh, Dirk the Hatchet Man. No. 
Yep, Dirk Duran, the hatchet man. Well, that actually fits really nicely, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Dirk Duran, the, like, the, the... The guy that ran over some gals. Right. <laughs> Dirk Duran, the, 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 the like, sword man. That doesn't right. go as well. Um, ba, 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 da, da, immediate suspect. And everyone thinks he did it. Uh, got the name. He'd been okay. So he'd been adopted at a young age, and his parents were pillars of the community. And they ignored their adopted son's many abnormalities and issues, including rage and bullying. And she, Terry, suspects that law enforcement did at the time as well, because his dad was like a big man. Terry is told that Dirk's mom had always coddled him, including doing his laundry for him and making sure that his signature cowboy outfit was always meticulous, uh-huh. even making cowboy shirts for him. Uh oh. Handmade, mom made cowboy shirts. <laughs> I want to talk about when you date a guy and his mom does his, did his laundry and you're like, oh yeah. no. Get out. Get, yeah. out. Get out right no. now. In theaters now. Get out. <laughs> that is one of the. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I do ask every guy I date or dated, what, when, so when did you start doing your laundry? <laughs> Not even today. Because <laughs> I want to know if you're a fucking child. Um. <laughs> They're like, I'm not sure. Mom? And then they bring her in. Uh, During the investigation, Dirk is given two polygraphs. So so the investigation gets opened back up because this bitch is fucking stirring some shit up. Yeah, she is. Yeah, girl. During the investigation, Dirk's given two polygraphs, fails them both, and when the examiner tells him this, he cowers and starts bawling when he's told, reaches out, holding the hands, or arm to arm, we don't know, um, saying... I didn't do it, but maybe I don't believe that. Terry works with Dirk. <laughs> you do know you can't. You can say nothing. That's a, that's also or, an option. No, or you can admit to it because the statute of motherfucking limitations is up. Mm. So you can be like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Son of a bitch. Okay, Terry worked with victims' advocates groups' rights to change the statute of limitations on attempted murder in Oregon. It's eliminated in '96. So thank Terry, among other people. Wow. So there's none at all. None at all anymore. Tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not retroactive. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, he served four years in jail for a crime he committed against a hunting partner. The reason he's nailed is because, I clearly copied and pasted that because I would never say that, is <laughs> um, because that she'd brought him to the attention of the police and they needed to fucking do something. They were watching him carefully. Ultimately, though, she's never able to prove conclusively that he's the attacker. Um and then, so she said, and the book is really fucking amazing because as she's doing this, she's like finally coming to terms with all what happened because she used to make, you know, how we do like, yeah, I got attacked when I was, you know, like, and showing the scar and being like, this is a badge of honor and look how I got past this and I'm successful. And then suddenly she's like, I'm, I have PTSD. So she goes back. So she learned, she said, I learned that traumatic memory gets stored in the brain differently than other memories. When a trauma occurs, it isn't stored in a narrative with a beginning, a middle, and an end. It gets stored in fragments, like shards of broken glass. So one of the things that I found profoundly healing for everyone to do is to put those fragments together in a narrative with a beginning, a middle, and an end so you can tell the story of it. You can incorporate, incorporate it and begin to make sense of it. So that's what she did with this book, even though she couldn't get this guy to justice. And that is Terry Gents and her book, A Strange Piece of Paradise. Nice. Terry Gents. I love, I love that. Because that must have been so hard. 
That must have been the hardest thing in the world to walk away from like a successful life and pretending that you're good with everything yeah. and diving back into the deepest shit yeah. and putting it together. Like That's you could just amazing. keep going and yeah. she was successful and doing well, but she just wouldn't fucking let go. But she kind of probably wasn't doing no, it. No, totally yeah, deep not. Deep down. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done, Chit Terry Gents. Yeah. That's it. If you know Terry or work with her, please tell her we say hi. Yeah. <clears throat> um, should we move uh, That hometown? was a good story. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should Let's we figure out a hometown for, uh, to hear from people? Can you, if, if possible, can we just bring the lights up a tiny bit so we can just see? We know this, this show's almost over when my tissue <clears throat> Oh my becomes... God, it goes all the way up there. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know? There's been, this is the third show. I, I know, but I didn't, I honestly hadn't seen that part. Look, and there's Steven right there. And there he, and then he was there, and they were there. You see him? No, nope, I still can't see him <laughs> because I haven't put my contacts oh, in. Well, I refuse to do it anymore. Let's your hands yep. and get it together. Um, does anybody have a good hometown murder? Good that's a that's a good story. I don't pick. Is Karen it good picks. though? Karen picks. Do you promise? Yes. Okay, come up these stairs. Oh, I got a thing. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi. Let's give this person a hand. Hi. What's your name? My name's Nicole. Nicole, come here. It's Nicole, everybody. Hi, Nicole. Call for Nicole. I'm going to hug you. Hi. Okay, this feels so wrong because my sister Angela is the one that brought me and she turned me on to you guys. Here, take that. And she's amazing. Okay, hi. Angela, do you want to sneak up here like yes, a weird please, cartoon character? Please give me Angela. Let's get a sister Don't team. roll up on I the stage halfway through or I'll fucking pull a gun on you. You she should have seen the way my tone changed last night. It went from like, girl, look at this dress. Look at this dress, everyone. That's Siamese. That's walk it. Oh, walk, walk it around. Walk, walk it around. Like, yes. Uh, for one second, I thought you were going to fall off the stage when you took a turn. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, okay, good. The sisters don't know how to talk into microphones, but Nicole, and what's your name? I know, I know. What's your name? I'm Angela. Angela. Angela, okay. Try it again. Angela. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Angela. Okay, but Nicole's telling the story and then Angela's going to do backup. Yes. If need be. You, she yes, I will. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm the Karen. She's oh, a Karen, clearly. I'm the Karen. Yeah, Got it. Okay. So I have to be completely honest. So um, a few years, what, five years ago now? Probably. Um, I was in the throes of drug addiction. So I spent a lot of time in and out of jail. Which, to interrupt, that's part of why I love you guys because you're so honest about it yeah. and we know that we can be successful because yeah. we've gotten past it. That's right. So, throes of um, let's still be drug addicts. I ended up in jail for a weekend. It was the longest weekend of my life because I ended up in jail with Susan. What is her last name? Susan Monica, the pig farm lady. What? Yes. And she was from Klamath Falls, Grants Pass area, and I ended up in jail with her, and I ended up having to be sober. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) This is a good one. It was terrible, and she scared the living crap out of me. Okay, wait. You she have to explain like who a man. This is. Yes. Explain okay, who it is. So, she does not look like a lady. It's okay. Just so not. She is. Um, she's a tall woman, and she is completely hairless. She has no hair at all whatsoever. 
and I was completely unaware of the situations going on in my own town because I was so consumed with myself. <laughs> I was like, give me drugs or give me nothing. <laughs> so I ended up in jail with her. She's completely hairless. Uh, apparently she had fed bodies to her pigs. What? Whose bodies? Yes. I don't even know how many victims yes. she had. Who's? I don't think. There's she had like... <laughs> yes! And so oh, did one no. of my friends. Hold on a second. You know what? That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. I love when I get a chance to do that. Yes, that is her. Yes, Stop talking to them. Her. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. And you so tell the story. I ended up with her, and she had court, and they came and got her, and they gave her a wig, and she was mad about the wig because it wasn't her natural hair color. They made her wear a wig? <laughs> Wait, sorry, her. so she had, like, alopecia or something? Yeah, something where she was completely hairless and was losing weight consistently. She, By the time I met her, she Murder will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And meth. By the time I met her, she said she had lost, like, 50 pounds or something. She so, was just skin. Who, who did she kill? She killed workers on her farm yes. from what I remember. And then used their EBT food cards uh, after they were already dead. Uh, what did That's she... How she, she was also on meth? She was on something. Probably. What did she... What was she like in, in when you were in jail? Okay, so here's the creepiest thing is that because I was so sober, I was so scared of her once I realized who <laughs> she was. And there was only two other girls in there. It wasn't like it was a big dorm. It's four little beds with no TV and it's the weekend. You're not getting out till Monday. Ugh. And... Jail, she, right? I was on the... <laughs> right, right. I was on the top bunk and um, I was reading, uh, since I've been in and out of jail so much, the officers kind of knew, so they always left me a pile of books. Mm. Well, I said, yeah, so nice, right? So nice. considerate. That is nice. And I was laying on the top bunk and my book fell down and I was too scared to move a muscle. <gasps> so she gets up, she gets my book, she puts it on top of my bunk with me and then tucks me into bed. <laughs> was tucking you in the bed. It was like this horrible blanket, this not warm, this crap <laughs> blanket. I'm in these clothes that smell like someone else. And this murderer, <laughs> this pig murderer, not even like a good one that used a gun. Yeah. Like one that fed people the pig Fuck. has now put a blanket on top of me and tucked me in for the night. She's like, uh. night, night. <laughs> no, what she says is, are you doing okay? Are you coming down okay? I'm like, yes, thank you. And I roll over. <laughs> You're helping me so much. <laughs> so the whole weekend, she told me about her murder. She showed me all her court documents, all the papers she had in the jail cell. She was constantly constantly complaining because she needed like the special meal with like no meat. Everything has to be kosher. And oh. <laughs> She showed me all her paperwork. She's like, they don't know, but I told them the body's here and they won't listen to me. I'm like, who's not listening to you tell them where the body is? <laughs> She's showing me all these drawings and everything and this other woman makes her dice so she can play the dice game. It was just the worst weekend of my life. <laughs> when but the highlight of my life is when I don't answer the call from prison because I don't have any money to answer her prison Aww. call. It's a collect call. So, so her voicemail is just... Roommates with pig farm lady. Roommates with pig farm lady. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, yes. That's so sister. I get out of jail. She's like, so tell me what happened. Oh my god. Tell me everything. Not, are you okay? Are you gonna get clean? Is everything going? No. Tell me more about the pig lady. Oh my god. Rock fucking bottom right there. Which and I will tell you guys that's the last time I've ever been in jail. Okay? Good night. 
you know what? Here's the thing. If you went back to jail after that, it's just going to be a disappointment. Yeah. 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 It's not going to be as good at all. You're like, they left me Shakespeare, but I don't even care. She was like motherly. You know what I mean? She wanted to talk to everyone, find out what their problems were. She wanted to like girl chat at night. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm so sorry for whatever I did to be here. You're like cold and hot and sweating and you're just like... Yes, and she's just like talking... She's showing me all her paperwork. She's like, and there's so much more that they don't know. I'm like, what don't they know? I'm going to testify against you. This is how this works. I'm serious. I'm trying to like stay calm the whole weekend, you know. And you're coming down with her. If you're prison wives, you have to testify against your prison wives. (laughs) There could be a clause. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I mean, what if you did fall in love with her, though? Oh, my God. Did you guys meet? <laughs> it was just the longest weekend. By the time Monday came around and I knew I was getting to leave, I was like, well, have a good life and good luck with court because she is convinced that she's going to go home. Oh, my God. She just kept saying, well, I'm going to get to go home. They're not going to be able to do anything. It's fine. They didn't even find all the evidence. I'm like, <laughs> wait, her name is Susan what? Susan Monica. Monica. Susan Monica, two first names. The I hate that. The pig farm killer. <laughs> the pig farm killer. And she would feed the people that worked for her to, to her pigs. Yeah. Did well, she, she kill them beforehand? She, in one incident, she told <laughs> me that so. she had killed the guy and then didn't know what to do with the body. So she just took it outside to the barn. Yeah. Is what she told me. Okay. She's like, I just let, you know, I just let the pigs take care of it. They'll eat anything. It's I don't feel bad said. about eating fucking pig anymore. It's <laughs> like, never me. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it Did she tell you that story as she was tucking you in? <laughs> so, <laughs> I laid the body gently into the pig mankin. Is that warm enough for you? Did you know pigs will eat anything? They will eat anything, anything apparently. Man. Yeah. amazing story. Nicole, right? Yes. Nicole, everybody. Yes. What was her name again? And Angela, backup sister. Sisters! Yes. You guys were, that was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll steal that yes, from you. Thank you. I have to take that from you. You guys were great. That was, fuck yeah. Yeah. Well done. Who's watching Elvis? Oh, shit, I forgot to get a cat sitter. <laughs> That was a sister team. Yeah. That's fun. That's good that times. Good. That's fun times. That's exactly good. what happened last night, except for the second one was not invited onto yeah. the stage. Except it wasn't fucking terrifying, and I didn't think my life was ending. <laughs> and then fucking army roll. Just I'll never forget it. No, that was beautiful. It was she beautiful. did turn out to be very nice and apologized on lovely Twitter. Lovely girls. I think is fun. Yeah, lovely, lovely ladies. Portland, we adore you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for your support. Honestly. I've been telling everybody this anecdote, but it really is true. You guys, um, you guys were there so early for this podcast, mm-hmm. and you were so vocal, and you were so in it. And one of the uh, one of the first um, pieces of "Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered" graffiti that we ever saw that got posted to Twitter was from Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and it really meant the world to us. You guys love your vandalism, and we love you for it. You vandalize in our name. Thank yeah. you kindly for that. You've graffitied our hearts. Yes. <laughs> Permanently <laughs> tattoo style. We love you. Yes. Stay sexy. And don't, don't get, get married.